Good morning, everybody. Glory to Jesus Christ. My name is Anthony Cook. I am here at you uh, once more this week. We're gonna we're gonna go over our scriptures for this week. Um, they are pretty good, and I'm I'm pretty excited about them. To be honest with you, um, well, I'm always excited about them, but I'm definitely excited about them this week. Um, I think there's a lot of there's a lot there's a lot that we can kind of that we can really talk about within these scripture verses this week. We're gonna focus on the epistle, actually. Um, so I'm actually going to read that for us. But before we get started, let's go ahead and uh, I just want to talk about um, some new and exciting updates, right, for the uh, Christ Our Hope community. So uh, uh, those of you that, that don't know, um, Christ Our Hope community um, is uh, is actually working on, uh, we're working on building uh, a first uh, chapel, a private chapel, um, where we can we can film some more. Uh, things from some more uh, uh, different events and stuff. Um, try to get on our Christ Our Hope uh, locals, of course, ChristOurHope.locals.com. Try to do more live streams of uh, some of our some of our services, um, uh, such as Matins, Vespers, um, and uh, Night Prayer. So, um, if 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 you are interested at all in helping and supporting us in that endeavor, um, please uh, feel free to. Uh, to uh, to to go to christorhope.locals.com, and you can actually just by signing up that the ten dollars uh, is actually what we're going to use to help build this thing. So it'll be great. Uh, we've already we've already uh, portioned it out. Um, all the work's going to be done in house. So it should cost us roughly about seven thousand in order to actually build the whole thing. Um, so yeah, it's crazy what happens whenever you don't have labor, right? <laughs> it's just materials. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. That's kind of what we're up to, um, and that's just to get it built and, and get the walls inside and to get it workable as a as a as a as a space for worship. Um, of course, we'll we'll have to furnish it later, but um, that's just to get it built. So, if you're interested in helping us out at all, uh, that would be great. Um, you can, again, you can go on um, ChristOurHope.locals.com, and you can actually. Uh, Go on there, and just by joining and becoming a member, uh, a regular member, which is ten dollars a month, uh, you, you're you're going to go to helping in support of that endeavor. Um, also, another another fun fun thing, um, we are uh, working with uh, another group um, up in North Georgia. Um, you know, we got we have some so many projects coming about, so we have another group that we're working with up in North Georgia. Um, that is uh, working on developing a uh, Ukrainian uh, Christian uh, retreat center. Yeah, that's awesome, right? So basically, this retreat center is going to be a place where we can uh, just focus on the Word of God and helping people come to that that realization of the Word of God, right? Um, we are in the process of trying to do some updates and some renovations, uh, primarily... Um, trying to get our get the road that leads down into the the main area uh, taken care of. Um, so if you are willing to to uh, support us in that endeavor, then that will be great. Um, other other means that you can donate, we are five hundred one c three. So um, so yes, so we are public charity. So if you do feel like you want to want to donate uh, more than just ten dollars a month, uh, you can do that over on our Facebook page, uh, Christ Our Hope. And on the Facebook page, 
um, there should be an, an option there to donate, and you can donate through Facebook. Uh, they don't they don't take anything for themselves. It it is it is for a nonprofit. So so all the proceeds do come um, straight to us. It takes about forty five days, which is fine. Um, you know, but uh, but yes, that is another op- option or opportunity, if you wish, uh, to to support us in our endeavors and in our mission. Right. So. Um, I don't think I've ever talked about it, but Christ Our Hope, uh, this podcast and all of our, our missionary activity, right, is focused towards the, uh, towards the spreading of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the Ukrainian tradition, the Ukrainian rite, um, and that is the Ukrainian Christian tradition. So that would encompass both your Orthodox and your Ukrainian Catholic. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't really see much of a difference, actually, if you go to... Ukrainian Orthodox service, you go to Ukrainian Catholic service, um, they are the same. So uh, please, 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 please um, do pray about it. And if it is upon your heart to help us in our ministry and aid us in this this work, we do greatly appreciate uh, whatever whatever you can give. Um, and I know it's, it's tough these days to, to make donations, but um, you're more than welcome to. Uh, to, to do that. So thank you so much uh, for, for all those that do decide to, to support us in that endeavor. Uh, but those are some really cool projects. Uh, and and if, you, if you can't provide for it financially, that's fine, whatever. No problems. Please pray for us. Okay, please, please pray for these projects. Please pray for these, these uh, missions and, and activities that the Lord will have his hand upon them and that we will be successful, right, in, in spreading the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to all of the nations. Because that's that's really what we're trying to do. We're trying to spread the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, without further ado, I say let's get right into these readings, right? Um, so... Today's reading that I'm going to focus on is on the second epistle of the Holy Apostle Paul to the Corinthians. Okay, I'm going to read that for you now. It says, Brothers and sisters, we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch nothing unclean. Then I will welcome you, and I will be your father, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Okay, let's talk about this this letter. So, uh, many times over the period of the past uh, several several months, right, that we've been going at this in these reflections, is we've talked about this concept of theosis. Okay, theosis, um, also known as deification or divinization inside of the... Uh, not divinization, deification. We'll just stick with deification. Deification in the Western Church. I, I'm not a. I'm not a Western theologian. I, I don't. I don't know exactly what Rome calls it, but I, I think it's deification. Um, so, but in the East we call it theosis. Theosis. That's a Greek word. It comes from. It means to be like God, and it actually comes from uh, two Peter chapter one verses three through five. We've we've talked about this in the past. In today's epistle reading, what we are hearing is basically what we've talked about within that doctrine, right? When we became baptized in Christ, when we put on Christ, when we were clothed in Christ, right? We were given this great, uh, great 
third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, who lives and dwells within us. And we actually have a prayer for that. We have the O Heavenly King, which says, uh, O Heavenly King, Counselor, Spirit of Truth, everywhere present and filling all things, the treasury of blessings and giver of life, come and dwell within us, cleanse us of all stain, and save our souls, O Gracious One. So what are we say? What are we seeing here? There are a couple of things that we can understand. We can understand that as the Holy Spirit is received through baptism and can and confirmed through the 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 reception of the Holy Myron through chrismation, right? That we become a temple of the Lord. Now, Jesus uses some very strong words in here, verbiage, well, wordage in here. Whenever he uses the word temple, temple to the uh, well, Paul in this case actually. Jesus does the same thing, though. Um, he, and, and they're running off the same line of, of thought. The simple fact is, is that if you were a first century Jew and you were talking about the temple, you were talking about the temple. You were talking about the temple that sat in Jerusalem. Okay, The Jerusalem temple was the universe. It, it was there that everything was. That was literally the kingdom of God, right? Um, and you can you can read all about that in, in, in so many different books. If if you want some book references, I'd be more than willing to to uh, to point them out to you. Just just shoot me a line down in the comments on our YouTube page. But the term temple was a hard charged uh, concept because basically you can tell here that he's talking to um, to to Greeks, but also to Jews. And it would not have been strange that Greeks would have known the term temple as well because they had all the temples to Zeus and Apollo and whoever the rest of the Greek gods were. So they had temples, but inside of the Jewish temple in in Jerusalem, that was the center of the universe. That was, that was the second heaven on earth, right? And so... This was a very interesting thing that the term temple is used. Now, to say that it is the temple of the living God, as he does here, and, and if you want to open up your Bibles and, and follow along with me, I do very much encourage you to do that. We're in 2 Corinthians 6, 16, 7, 1. Okay? So, he says, temple of the living God. Okay? The living God. What does that mean? Let, let's focus on that for a minute. When we're talking about temple of the living God, we are now literally transporting ourselves literally to the Jerusalem temple. It was believed that within the Jewish temple, there was the, um, there was the Ark of the Covenant, right? And that God's presence was there amongst his people in the holiest of holies. Actually, the holiest of holies is where the Ark of the Covenant sat. And the high priest would enter into the holiest of holies once a year, okay? And so, and it was there that he would say the name of God. And only the high priest knew the name of God. That's the reason why people are like, oh yes, Yahweh, or yes, uh, Yahweh, or or Jehovah, or whatever. No one knows. That's the thing. No one knows today. This is the crazy thing. This is the beautiful thing about Christianity. No one knows what the Jewish word of God's name was anymore because... It was lost, but now we have a new name, okay, that we know is God, and that is Jesus, Jesus Christ. Now, I want to point out that I think it's, I think it's, and it's not coincidental, but I think it's ironic, right, that 
you know, the Jews lose the name of, of God, you know, in, in Hebrew. But yeah, we, gain, we, we, we are given the name of God, Jesus Christ, right? Jesus. Um, this, this name that is above every other name, highly exalted, right? Um, this name is given, and we know this name even to today, that Christianity has changed the world to such an extent, has, the, has had the largest effect that more than any other religion in the history of the world, right? And it's so beautiful. So, what does it mean to be temple of the living God? Well, in order, the temple of the living God in Jerusalem, especially if one might say the holiest of holies, meant to be clean, right? Um, it meant to be, it meant to be a place of praise, a place of resounding hymns and songs, right? But we also hear in St. Paul give us this uh, this scripture reading this morning. And uh, what I find to be so great about this scripture reading is that um, <clears throat> I find that it's it, it, it kind of leads us in the direction that we need to be in in order to understand with with fullness of with fullness of uh, with fullness of understanding, I guess. Um, what it means to be the temple of God, right? What it means to be the temple of God. And so, let's go ahead and, 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 and read that now. It says, I will live in them and walk among them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore come out from them and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch nothing unclean. Then I will welcome you. And I will be your father, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Okay. So, what is it that we have to understand about this particular piece of scripture? What he is trying to tell us is that we need to, we, we cannot be of the world. Right, we cannot be of the world. We actually hear this inside of the Gospels, in John, uh, John eighteen. Right, be not of the world as I am not of the world. Right, Jesus encourages us. He teaches us. He shows us the way. Right, by telling us and inspiring us to this great understanding, that we are not being called anymore. To sin, we are being called to a higher elevation, right? Our society says, "Well, we're all just animals. We all have animalistic instincts, etc., etc." But I think that's wrong, because at the end of the day, I don't see too many other animals that are building houses. I don't see too many other animals that are building cars and spaceships to enter into, you know, Earth's upper atmosphere and and be able to to explore the the, the vast depths of, of space. So I don't think that the, that the term here being used, animals, really equates to what we are, right? We're more than animals. Um, to say that we are animals is actually a, a debasement of the human person. Because at the end of the day, humans are not animals. Humans are humans. We are human beings. We are human persons. Now, St. John Chrysostom, right, says this. He says, Yet is not content with this, but as perfecting holiness in the fear of God. For not to touch unclean things does not thereby make you clean, 
but something else is needed for becoming holy. Earnestness, heedfulness, piety. And he well said, in the fear of God, for it is possible to perfect chasteness, not in the fear of God, but for vainglory. For even if lust makes imperious demands, still if you occupy its territory with the fear of God, you have stayed its frenzy. Now by holiness, here he means not chastity alone, but the freedom from every kind of sin, the freedom from every kind of sin, for he who is holy is pure. Now one will become poor, pure, not if he is free from fornication only, but also from covetousness and envy and pride and vainglory. Yes, especially from vainglory, which in everything indeed it behooves us to avoid. For much more is in almsgiving, since with this distemper, it is no longer almsgiving, but display and cruelty. For when you do not, when for when you do not do it out of mercy, but for per, per, but from parade, such a deed is not only no alms, but even an insult. For you have put your brother to open shame. Not then the giving money, but the giving it out of mercy is almsgiving. Wherefore I exhort and entreat you all disregard what this man and that man thinks about these things, and inquire all these things from the scriptures. And having learned what are the true riches, let us pursue them, so we may also obtain the eternal good things, which may which may we all attain through the grace and love towards men of our Lord Jesus Christ, with whom to the Father and the Holy Spirit be glory, might, and honor now and ever in the world without end. Amen. So that's John Chrysostom. That's what John Chrysostom has to say about this today, right? So what he's trying to tell us is that is that we are being called, and we've talked about this before, to holiness. We're being called to a state of living that is higher than what we what we believe ourselves to be. And again, this goes back to my original comment, right? That that the world wants to say that we're animals. Well, that's a debasement of the human person. We're not animals. We're far beyond animals. We have a rational faculty that animals do not even have. They, they can't even, even think of possessing, right? We have the means of, of understanding the world, of creating. Animals can't create. Animals can't do those things. And some of them can, can do it within a limited faculty, but none of them can create as we create. And the reason why we create the way we do is because we are made in the image of God. And when Christ came, he sought to bring us to the likeness of God, which we lost at the fall. And therefore, brings us back to, to really being the perfect human person. To become holy is, is, in, is in reality. To become what we were meant to be by nature, but we failed to do. St. John Chrysostom also urged us in that reading this morning, uh, in that re reflection of his this morning, that we need to overcome sin. And this is so important, brothers and sisters, because sin, and this is, comes back to cleanliness, sin is, uh, is, 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 is the enemy. It is the enemy of our time. It is the enemy of every age. We have to be stronger. We have to fight harder. And we have to realize that the demons are there to, to, to bring us to our knees and to fall away from God. That's what they want, right? And we cannot be willing to listen to those temptations, those suggestions of the dark one. We have got to turn away, and we can't do it by ourselves, but rather the only way we can do it is by prayer. 
We have to pray. And pray the name of Jesus, right? It goes back to the temple, right? Let us resound the name of God, Jesus Christ, inside of our hearts and inside of our souls, where the Holy Spirit resides. Let us resound the name of the Holy Trinity inside of our hearts within our souls, so that, as St. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians, we can pray without ceasing. We can live truly righteous and holy. Brothers and sisters, what I call to you today, what I'm, what I'm asking for you to do today, is to get out of yourselves, because that is where the devil tries to keep you. He wants to keep you in yourself. He wants to keep you focused on yourself, right? But that's not what God calls us to. Brothers and sisters, just as, uh, just as uh, God called the Israelites out of Egypt, and he led them across the desert so that one day they would reach the promised land. Today, we are those Israelites. We are the new Israel in Christ. We are going out and proclaiming Christ's name. We are seeking to glorify him and glorify the Father and the Holy Spirit. And just as those Israelites crossed the desert, we have got to cross the desert of our own lives. But we do it with God leading us as the pillar of fire before us, right? worshiping him all the days long and trying to strive for holiness brothers and sisters i tell you this now that unless unless you cleanse yourselves of your sins unless you live a holy and righteous life in god you will not see the kingdom of heaven you will not see the promised land and I, i'm not telling you that to be angry i'm uh, upset with you I'm, I'm i'm trying to give you fatherly admonition here that unless you cleanse yourself of all of your sins and you believe in the name of Jesus Christ with your heart and confess him with your tongue, you will not see the kingdom of God. Now, what does that mean? What does that look like? Right? Because we hear that all the time. Well, what are you addicted to? What is it that's got you into yourself? And find the opposite virtue of that and focus on it. So... You know, if if you have if you have problems with 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 certain types of sin, right? If it, if you have if you have problems with gluttony, let's say, let's say you like to eat fast, fast from food, stop eating, go go on a day fast where you don't eat anything. If you have a problem with uh, despondency, with with slothfulness, uh, with 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 depression, right? Get out there and go do something for someone. Go work and act in the name of the Lord. But before you do any of that, brothers and sisters, you need to do two things. First off, you need to fall upon your knees and confess your sins to the Almighty God and ask for His forgiveness. And therefore, also make a firm resolution to turn away from sin. And then, go to confession and make your peace with God's church. And by making peace with the church, with the body, you make peace with the head. And so go to confession. Confess your sins, right? And receive the absolution that Christ gives to you through his son, the priest. And then after you do that, after you do that, then go out and go go help people in almsgiving. Go help people in in whatever, whatever uh, struggle you might be. If you 
Your problem is vainglory. If you like to have nice things and, 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 and be of the world with the nice cars and all these kinds of nonsense, then I tell you to do this. Give it all away. Sell that big, big pickup truck that you probably didn't need in the first place. Sell that vehicle you probably didn't need in the first place. And go with something that's a little bit more conservative, a little bit more, you know, uh, you know, well, I would say useful, but that's that's besides the point. That's a matter of opinion. But go with something that, that does not flaunt yourself, that doesn't make you flaunty, right? That does not make people say, oh, look at him, right? Because, brothers and sisters, it's not about you. It's about Jesus. If you are doing things that is not of the Christian life, then what right do you say that you are a Christian? Even I myself have a hard time saying that I'm a Christian. I'm a sinful man, and I'm working on becoming holy, and I'm striving for that. But to say that I am a Christian is to say that I am a follower of Christ. So when I do things that are not Christ-like, when I do things that are not of Christ, I have therefore ashamed Christ. And I've also lied to people about what the teaching of Christ really is. The teaching of Christ is not about me, brothers and sisters. It's about Him. It's about God. It's about living holy and righteous in God. And being a part of His kingdom. And that's all I really want to talk about today. I, I, I'm going to very much urge you to, to consider this, these things. Um, you know, because our society currently is struggling so much with sin. Um, you know, for over 30 years, we sacrificed babies on the altar of evil. That's the only way to put it. We literally murdered babies in the womb. And that is despicable. And it took us 30 years as a society to overcome that. But if that wasn't bad enough, brothers and sisters, today we have so much, so much hate going on. And so much sin going on. You know, that our children, my children, are going to have to be raised with and are going to have to deal with. Why? Because of the simple fact that we as a society have turned away from God. It's up to us to bring it back. And I hope that those that do listen to this preaching, I hope that it is effective and, and good to help you over, overcome whatever struggle you might be dealing with. Because at the end of the day, God loves you. He loves you. He wants you to turn from sin. He wants you to follow his teachings and follow his, what he has in store for you. Because he is a good father. And he loves you more than you could ever imagine. Anyway, so that's all I have for you today. Uh, thank you so much for listening to, to, to these, uh, these reflections, this podcast. Um, again, if you haven't checked, gone over and checked out our YouTube page, uh, go, go do it. Christ Our Hope. Um, we actually, um, are up to nine subscribers now, which is awesome. Uh, super excited for those, uh, nine that are, that are listening, uh, each week. 
uh, thank you so much for for being a, a faithful listener. And um, please, you know, uh, let me know um, if there's a, a specific topic that you you'd like to listen to. I can always make a make a you know special special edition, a bonus episode for you guys, um, so that you can kind of understand um, this this these these teachings and these things more. So please ask questions. Um, I'm I'm here to serve um, and to help you however I can. To, to bring you to the glory of our Father in heaven. So, uh, let's just end in a prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Almighty and ever-living God, you are the true God of all things. You are the light of our hearts, the illuminator of our eyes and our minds. You are the beholder of all things. Behold us, O Lord, before you now, and look not upon our sins, but upon the mercy and love of our Lord Jesus Christ, who by his death and resurrection has conquered sin and death and allows us and leads us into everlasting life. Send into us the Holy Spirit that we would be led by this, this light and be guided into all truth, that for the praise and glory of the most holy and precious name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you may be glorified down to the ages of ages. Amen. Thank you all, everybody. Glory to Jesus Christ, and I look forward to seeing you all next week.